Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We have an incredible studio audience today. Welcome all of you joining us online. Yes. Do you know that you can be part of this live studio audience and get to even meet the guests firsthand? Yes, and exchange business cards. Who knows who you could meet here? So business person, you can come here at Worship Harvest Nalia and be part of the live audience for Business Garage. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This is Worship Harvest and this is another segment of Business Garage where we bring you kingdom stories of kingdom businesses, homegrown Ugandan businesses that are also kingdom. And we are here to tell you, share with you stories of things that are happening here in this nation and show you possibility. And so today I want to first of all ask you, share the link, call your friends who are not yet online. This is going to be another incredible story. I'm very, very excited about this one. So help me make welcome Mr. Alex Matovu. Yeah, the managing partner for Signum Advocates. Even my English has to be good. Welcome, Mr. Matovu. (laughs) Thank you very much, Beatrice. Hey, because my friend, hey, you're talking to a lawyer. English has to be so pray for brethren, pray for us. But seriously, welcome, Alex. Thank you so much for allowing to come and share your story with us. I think that we are particularly excited because this is a fresh field that we are getting into, legal. Um, And I think many people out there who probably have a dream of being a lawyer or you're already in that space in some way, this is going to be a story that you're going to love to hear. But let's start from the beginning, okay? Genesis of Signum Advocates. Where does this story begin? Okay, so in the beginning. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for having me. I am glad to be here. When they asked about first time visitors, I didn't stand up because I'm here for the second time. Woohoo. But I'm like those uh, I'm like those guys who say they went to campus and they asked them which like which 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 school or whatever they say no i just visited a friend hey. <laughs> so i also just came you know and stopped outside the church yeah but i didn't want to stand up among first time visitors anyhow uh, my name is alex matovu like has already been mentioned i'm the managing partner at signum advocates signum is a latin word so actually you don't need so much english you may need so much latin oh, uh, <laughs> because yeah it's it's the it's the latin translation of the word standard or signature uh, and for us, that was a very intentional uh, naming of the business. We believe that naming is critical. Most of the businesses in the legal profession are named after the individuals. So okay. if I'm Matovu and I've started the, the farm with Bemanzi, it's Matovu, Bemanzi, and, and company. Partners. We're intentional not to make it, not to name, in that, name it that, because we thought that it's something that should be bigger than us. Mm-hmm. How many of us know the founder of Standbeek Bank? Uh, or Barclays Bank? But you know that actually Barclays is an individual. But that's a story for another day. The thing is we can set up things that are bigger than us, yeah? So for us, it had to start with the way we named it. If it was the individuals, then it meant that if Alex left for whatever reason, because we are not immortal, yeah? 
uh, we have a life after here. But while we are here, if we leave and we've named things after us, then it means they stop with us. Yeah. Ours was to say, can this go beyond us? And that's really how, how we started. How we started is a very, there's also a very interesting story around it. Because when we started, we were three guys. The eldest was 27. <laughs> uh, I was 26 myself. Now, in a space of seven years that we've been around, our success has really outgrown us. So we are already wow. successful in seven years. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. But really, it's, uh, it's to know that there's something in us that is bigger than us, that is bigger than our age. Mm. I think what I'll just say in the introduction is to say, as I conclude on that part, is just to say that there's always going to be a reason for us not to do what we think we should be doing. And I normally say that if we want to find a reason, we will actually find it. Yes. If we think we are too young to start, we will not start. If we think we are too old to start, we'll still not start. So for us, we believe that if God has called you, if God has anointed you, then at the appointed time, and that time had just as well been now. Yeah. And for us at that age, we believe that was the time. And guess what? We've never looked back. Yeah. Wow. All right. This is already getting exciting. But what were you doing at 26, Mr. Kamara? Um, yeah. What were you guys doing at 26? We were starting things that were going to outlive them. But it's not too late. You can start now. So you've... You, as you've started to introduce even that, that you've not yet told us how you started by the way do you realize so you're going to actually tell us but you've continuously mentioned something living beyond you and you're going to hear a lot of that in today's interview which is exciting because we are the generation that believes that we are going to be the ones who begin generational businesses in this nation uganda and it will be known for generations from now that there was a generation four generations ago that changed the landscape of how business is done something that can go beyond ourselves so you're going to hear a lot of that because it's in the heart of alex it, he can't help it it comes out every two minutes but tell us alex how does the story of signum begin what was happening how why 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 didn't you just go on your own and do your own thing and just be maybe i don't know a consultant but where does the story of Signum Advocates begin? Okay, so the story, we started the farm in 2014, but the story began way back in 2010. Mm -hmm. 2010 what? LDC. There's a course we, they call the back course. It's a diploma in legal practice. So I met with a few friends there, and uh, when we finished LDC, we're all employed in different law firms. So we thought maybe one day we'll start. And for us, that one day would have been five years, ten years to come. Little did we know it was coming as soon as it did. So we we teamed up with about four other guys. We call ourselves the Vigorous Five. Each one of us now runs a law firm, actually. Wow. So back then, we thought, you know, there are people who have gone before us. So they say it's good to learn from your experience, but better to learn from other people's experience. Mm -hmm. So what we would do is we listed top lawyers, top business people, the tourists, the big names in the city. And remember, at that point, we were just students. So we told ourselves we're going to take these guys out and begin to ask them about how to run business. So we came up with that informal mentorship thing. So we would go to Sheraton Hotel, I remember, in the evening. Now, when you hear Sheraton, you think we, we had money, until I tell you the story. <laughs> the story is that the most we could buy for these people was a cup of tea. And we made it clear to them that we are not buying a full meal, yeah? Because we couldn't afford it. But also, little did they know that after the meeting, we would fundraise, even that 30K they've taken eh, as tea, would be fundraised amongst us. <laughs> To be able to pay for that tea, yeah? And now, we, 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 got on, we got to talk to them. And one of the things we would do would be to ask, what did you do right? If you are at our age, what would you do differently? 
and you'd be amazed at the stories that these people would give. Up to today, I remember my notes from a lawyer called Ruth Sebatindida. She's one of the top lawyers in the country in 2013. I wrote the notes that we took, 2021, I still have the notes and I refer to them. The wow. thing is, there's no need to reinvent the wheel when there are principles that are time-tested that we can pick from and actually grow. So for us, picking from all that, interestingly, these guys began to tell us, these are lawyers, by the way, they told, but you guys, you look like a farm. You look like a law firm of your own. And like, ha, ah, you don't know where we are. We can't even afford a million shillings all together. But I think the moment that began to be spoken, and I think for me, those are some of the confirmations we get to hear, and we don't pay attention. For us, we paid attention and said, let's start. In 2012, one of us says, guys, 2013, we are starting. Now, trust me, all along, we had been giving ourselves morale boosting. Eh? <laughs> At the that point, four. the vigorous <laughs> five. five. <laughs> At that point, we said, you know what, boss, you might be going into this alone. But for me, the question that turned my life around is when I talked to this guy one-on-one -on -one now, not in the group, he told me I'm starting 2013, asked him, boss, what if we fail? And what he, what he asked me was, was what changed everything. He said, Alex, everyone I've spoken to asks if we fail. I'm looking for someone who'll ask, what if we succeed? Wow. That changed everything. I made my decision. I said, I'll move. One of us then asked me later, two months to the start, and said, Alex, are you sure you're going into this thing? I told him, yes. He asked me, do you have any clients? Do you have any idea where you're going? <laughs> and I told him, I remember the story of Abraham, and God, God tells him, I'm taking you to the promised land. In fact, it doesn't tell him, this is where you're going. The no. issues of Canaan, the name came later. The thing was, I'll, let's go, or please go to the land, I will show you. Mm -hmm. And the next thing was, you need to leave everything you have. At that point, I was earning a million shillings. I remember going to my mother and saying, look, we are going to start. She told me two things. She told me, one, you're too young to start. <laughs> two, she told me, if you're to start, please do it alone. Go solo. And that for me was also a key question to what we're going to be discussing yes. now. Because I said, okay, there's that option. And she even gave me facts. She told me, your dad uh, passed on in an accident as you know you know but we are not sure if it wasn't because of you know business disagreements that all this happened so she had all the facts but i respectfully disagreed with her and said i'm not i'm going to start and i'm not going to start alone <laughs> why because this is bigger than me the bible says when we catch a vision we write it down that whoever catches it runs with it meaning the vision must be bigger than the visionary if it's a god-given vision <laughs> You guys, are you, are, you, are you feeling what I'm... We have a preacher in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. So here you are. Now this is 2013. You start. Tell us the story. So Signum begins. You have no clients yet. You've left something that's secure. And by the way, we'll also be talking soon about lawyer, Christian, Christian lawyer. I mean, yeah, many of us are like, I don't know if you can be 100 and be a lawyer and be a Christian. Integrity issues. There's another word which starts with the letter L, which we associate with lawyers. It even sounds like lawyer. But yeah, you will interpret it. So, Alex, talk to us about the beginnings. Uh, because, yeah, the beginning, what's, what happens? What are some of the significant things that happen that push you forward? Yeah. Now, to start with, at that age, unless you come from, from Ariho's family, mm. but if you're from like humble backgrounds like us, 
At that point, we actually had no money, like I've already mentioned, yeah? But then we said we are going to start. We came up with a budget, and I remember it was about, I think it was 50 million. <laughs> now we are three guys. 50 million who can't even afford you guys. Um, this is what we did. So we told ourselves we need to raise this money. Now I'd begun working, I think, in my first year. That's another story. Working in a law firm without any qualification. So I did every, the smallest of roles in a business. Today when I employ people, even the sweepers, I tell them, I have done what you're doing. There's no component of the business that I don't know. Mm. I have been a, a server of documents in court. I have, I have swept, I have bought airtime. There's a point my former boss told me, asked him, why do I remember your account, bank account, and I don't remember mine? He told me, Alex, that's the law of frequency. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh my gosh. So man, my account was not as frequented as how I frequented his account. It's true. <laughs> so that's the work I used to do because I had no qualification, right? But at that point, I had saved some money, really. But my other partners did not have that much because we had just finished school two years ago. Anyway, so we, we went to our parents. Some went to their parents, others, everyone had to go somewhere and look for that contribution. Yes. Why? Because in business partnerships, it's important to say, this is my stake, that stake must have something that backs it, and that's yes. capital, yeah? And for some, capital may not mean cash, because I'll explain later how we onboarded other partners. It wasn't cash, but it was what they would do. And then we would draw down on their income over the years to be able to pay up their capital. At that point, we couldn't promise ourselves that we actually needed the money because we had to buy desks, we had to pay rent. And that's how we really started. But again, the motivation around it was to say there are many lawyers in the country, and we've talked to many of these lawyers. But the thing we had commonly experienced were two things. Number one, ethics. Yeah. Uh, number two is how we farms treat people. If you have friends in law firms that are employees, they will tell you that it is really hard. They work hard. Lawyers work really hard. But trust me, their, their salaries are not, do not correspond with the hard work <laughs> normally. So we thought, look, we must be the difference we want to see. If we've struggled with, you know, earning that salary and whatever, what can we do? What can we put up to see that we are the difference. We pay people up and, you know, working conditions are good. So I remember we started with one staff who was uh, like the office, the receptionist, everything that it was. <laughs> Our office was in Kamocha. Trust me, if you've been to Kamocha, you have an office there. Those were houses, residential houses. <laughs> so I normally tell people that my particular portion was the dining, <laughs> which was turned into the office. Now, that, if you're to think about it, dining has no window, has no, no ventilators, has nothing, right? So it had that door. That was my only exit or entrance. Now clients would come in and two things would happen. If you want to keep, okay, if you want to keep it aerated, you have to open that door. Mm. But if you close, you have to open, yeah? But if you open, their information is confidential because I'm a lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You close, right? Mm. So I would close for confidentiality purposes. And then at some point you would realize the client is swinging. <laughs> like, okay, like... What do you say at that, at that point? So you'd open and close at different intervals. That's where we started. If you get to Signum today, there's a young man who came about three weeks ago and said, am I in heaven? Aww. Now, when I think about where we've come from, I never despise the days of humble beginnings. Yes. Wow. And, and so you started with what you had, but not only in terms of resources. What I hear is that you guys started with a value system 
from the very beginning and knowing what you wanted to achieve, how you wanted to treat your people, where you wanted to go. So let's talk about some of the things you've brought up. You've kept talking about building beyond yourself. You believe in partnerships, which is something that we are starting to embrace in Uganda, I think, as a people, because it's always my thing, my thing, and yet it seems like God works through the, the, the partnerships. He seems to work through many, many. And so you began as three partners. Let's talk about partnership, because that's... that's you, you earlier on had mentioned you know, when we were talking before the, the session, clean and fair fighting within partnership, because it's impossible not to fight you, if you're in a marriage and a partnership, they are quite similar so, you know, too close always some conflict here and there talk to us about some of the key things that have been I don't know, important for you, have helped the partnership stay strong and, and has the partnership changed or it's still only those three people yeah. Okay, let me talk about that. Thank you very much. Uh, to start with, Scripture says, I think, Ecclesiastes 4, that two are better than one, yes. right? Now, we hear that Scripture quoted in, respect, in, in reference to marriage, right? Yeah, yeah. But actually, it says two are better than one. It doesn't say two are better than one in marriage. If God <laughs> wanted it to be that way, he would have said it. So it's in many things. It includes marriage, but it can also be in, uh, in, um, in business. But it goes on to say, it gives the reason. It says the reason is that there will be a good return. My definition of good is a better return when two are together, right? So I normally say in business, if one plus one equals two, there's no need to partner. Do you know why? Because two divided by two is one, meaning you can get as much as you could even alone. One plus one must equal more than two. You remember that sign of more than, eh? Mm. It equals, it should equal more than two. What does that mean? For us, we set out clearly and say, this thing must exist beyond us. It must grow. That means there'll be more partners. There'll be more staff. We look at partner, more than 50 partners in the law firm that we have started. Now, that's counterculture in the sense that in Africa, when you start your thing, it's your ka thing. When, when, when you die, it dies with you. Last year, I had an accident, 2019, while I was in Sweden on holiday with my wife. Very interesting story. And guess what? I was brought back in a wheelchair. Wow. And for about six months, I was down. In a wheelchair, on, uh, or, you know, on, on, on crutches and all that. But guess what? The business moved on normally. Why? Because from the beginning, it was meant to be bigger than me. And every day I work at that place, which I, where I'm a founder... I work myself out of the business. Mm. But what's the point? It's two are better than one, but they can only be better if they fulfill these three things. Uh-huh. Values, vision, skill set. Values, vision, skill set. Now going into the fights, a lot of the time what we fight around or fight about is going to be what we stand for. Yes. So if I say I am a person of integrity, I'm a person of truth, And then the next time I call you and ask you, where are you? And you say, I am am home. And then someone tells me five minutes after, actually, your partner is somewhere in a meeting. You see, that might seem like something small to someone who does not hold it dear as their value. So it's important that as we start, we are clear on what we stand for. But guess what? It's one thing what we say, it's another what we are. That's why the first thing I said was not vision, it was values. Because vision is the picture of the preferred future. Values is who you are now, not in the future. So who you are is what you carry into the future. Now we've lived to see it practically. 
that while we are excited about this is where we want to go, a farm that is this and that, we realize that what we live with on a day to day is who we are. And that's for me the difference between where we are and where we want to go. The middle is where it really matters. Wow. And that's where values stand. So for us, that was critical. Decision making, those are things that you'll find, you know, as a big struggle during a partnership, in a partnership. So what some people will do is to avoid the fights, to avoid the disagreements. If I'm not sure my values will align with Beatrice's values, what will I do? Go it alone, right? Yes. But guess what? Uganda is ranked as one of the most entrepreneurial countries. At some point, we're number one, right? Mm. But also, we are ranked among the businesses that, that have the highest mortality rate. So our businesses fall within the first one year. Why? Because we can't trust. Yes. So they will, everyone will hear what I'm saying, and they'll say, okay, that's for you. Let me do my car thing. Guess what? We fall back into the mold of what has held Africa back. Oh, no. Which is individualism, which is our big ego, and all this. Lastly, I'll say that whatever I'm saying and what it takes to run a partnership in marriage or in business or anywhere is humility. Someone must be willing to give way for things to move. So if we are five partners like we are today, Ooh. and everyone says this TV should be here, mm -hmm. another says it should be there, another... And by the way, I'm giving examples of things that you think are so basic. We actually disagree on some things like that. <laughs> as trivial as that, right? The only way this gets to be moving is to know that at some point, my decision will take the way. Other times it will not. Or other times it might be the right thing, but I'll hold back until the right time. So we can go with what the majority agree with. Later we'll agree. So it's a very delicate balance. But for me, on any day, two are better than one. Wow. Partnerships, partnerships. Alex, has your partnership remained that you tested as three? Are those three okay? We know that one is still there. Are the other two still there? Uh, because you're now five, what does it look like? And also, if you could talk about one of the things that you said earlier that really was very counterculture again to me was how you manage, how, how you deal with managing partnerships and how short the, and how the terms last. If you could talk to us about that, are they still there? If they are not, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So to, I've read a book called, a book I'd advise anyone to read. It's called Built to Sell. So Built to Sell is about systems, it's about people. I'm sure Chris has read the book, being mm. a systems person. Mm. We set out from the beginning and said, if this is going to be bigger than us, we must subject ourselves to certain rules as if we are like everyone else. So for example, when we are managing the business, you don't become managed. I'm the managing partner currently. I started in, my tenure started in Jan. It can only go for two years. <laughs> in my business. Yeah? Now, that's how things exist beyond us because we've set rules that we are all subject to. I normally tell people there's no game, proper game, where the rules are set when the game starts. <laughs> and that's why partnerships or businesses fail or business relationships. Why? Because you want to set the rules on the go. Oh, no. For us, we set the rules before. If you're the best, you can't say, you know people have chosen. People want me to stay. You can't. Oh. Because you're subject to the rules. In fact, <laughs> at some point, interestingly, at some point, I met a senior lawyer who told me, do you know all the, part, all the founding partners at Signum have since left? They were, and they were talking to you. And that guy's talking to me. I'm like, Did wow. you know you had left? I tell him, are you sure they have left? <laughs> What's the point? I was so glad that a testimony is being given out there that this thing is so big that we look like we can't be the founders. Wow. And yet we are there. Mm. Why? Because the brand is huge. In 2017, we onboarded a partner from uh, KPMG. 
Why? Because our business model, as you might have realized in the, in the video, is that we create, we run a one-stop business law firm. One-stop being, if you need a tax expert, you'll find them. If you need an employment or HR expert in, on the legal side, you'll find them. If you need real estate, if you need uh, corporate advisory, whatever it is around business law, you find it in that one-stop firm, right? Gone are the days when lawyers would hold out to be experts at everything. We're becoming more and more specialized. And I would advise that even with you yourself, that as and when an issue comes up, you will think through who could the expert be. Now for us, for business purposes, you will find all the experts there. That meant we had to sacrifice our interest. And by that I mean stake. So when I tell you a partner has joined, uh, it means what I used to take home reduces. Reduced. You see that? Yes, sir. But guess what? What used to be 50 million grew to 200 million, to yes. 500 million, and to figures I cannot mention here. They, yes. are, they are very confidential. But to figures you dream of. Yeah? Why? Because what, thought, what seemed like a sacrifice in the short term has turned out to be huge in terms of where the business has grown. Wow. So you have a business, a partner in 2017, two partners in 2018, so we grew to six. Because of the disagreements we talked about, one of us left, so we are actually five, yeah? But we are glad that we are where we are, and in the next 15 years, we should be more than 20 partners. Wow. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. This is really, really powerful, because business people who are listening, you know that when it comes to the idea of partnership and the things he's talking about reducing your stake when you started out as the hundred percent and you're seeing it reducing but when that vision is so big you'd rather be a five percent shareholder in a billion something billion dollar company than be the hundred percent shareholder in a five million shilling company so it's it's what are we willing to sacrifice but then i feel like at the bottom line has been the fact that you kept saying from the beginning you so big you and you knew that this can't carry only for us but beyond us so you're, you're saying let's invite more people in so that we can go further so you've talked about partnerships you also talked about ethics and integrity and then these systems and building accountability because i don't think it's possible for you to go further without systems. So I want you to talk about a mix of the systems part of your business. What are some of the key things that you would say to a normal business person about what is key to building systems, but also um, building accountability? Because that accountability, how do you build accountability when something, especially as it grows, how do you continuously build accountability? Those yeah. two things. Yeah. So briefly, I would say document 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 ah. please write whatever can be written yeah now a true partnership is one that can exist without a document to start with yeah so we can that's why in your marriage after you're given a marriage certificate there's no marriage deed <laughs> yeah but in business because we are different because we come from very different backgrounds but also we change over time mm. so I may start with a certain perspective of how things should work but later on I think, no, no, I think all the money we get, uh, we should just share and go and eat. For us, because you want the business to grow, there's a bonus account of what you share. There's a capital account of what should go into building the business further. There's an OPEX account, which should be for the rainy day in terms of operations. And then the rest of the money that you use on the day to day. So that's about four different accounts of where the money wow. goes. Secondly, there's no success that is by accident. 
Let, let us not believe that some people are lucky and others are not. If there's such a thing as luck, it's where opportunity meets preparedness. And where's the preparedness here? It is the systems that we put in oh. place. Yeah? So we're not going to have something that exists beyond us by accident. We must be intentional to say this is how things are going to be done. I'll just give one last example. We've seen um, uh, Cafe Javas, right? Yes. As, as, as a brand. You meet people smiling. So I did research around how things are done, which informed what the systems that we are building. And I learned that there's actually a system for welcoming guests. Yes. So people do not welcome and smile when you come because they are very friendly or they like you. <laughs> it's because the system holds them accountable on smiling. When you pick a call and say, this is Signum Advocates, and they speak the way they do, there's a recording behind that will hold them accountable. Oh. So it is not that they are ah, very nice people. They, they look, people say, let's look for people who are very friendly. Naturally, no. They don't have to be naturally friendly. There has to be a system on doing everything. Even picking a call yes. is a system. Wow. Yeah. Systems are what prepare us for the future. And I think we learn even from God. A child, God doesn't start preparing their lungs after they are born so that they can start breathing. The system has always been there to just, just prepare them to do what they are supposed to do. And so what a powerful, powerful um, illustration. But for me, a lot of things have stood out. Partnerships, uh, values, the power of values, the power of systems, accountability, and most of all, building beyond ourselves. I think that's a real challenge for us today, to build beyond ourselves. Alex, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been, it, it's been I feel like we had little time and a lot more value to receive, but it's all right. I'm going to now hand over to Mr. Chris Kawesa, who is in charge of Business Garage here at Worship Harvest. Thank you, Pastor B3. Uh, as usual, we have another interesting story. And thank you, Mr. Alex, for allowing me to come and share your story with us. Now, I'm still, I'm still settling down, yeah? This is a powerful story because there's a lot to learn, and of course, so little time. Uh, and I feel like Alex here is representing a certain group of people who have been castigated yes. for a long time, just like business people. The legal fraternity lawyers are not liked by many people. Yeah? They are not liked. And for me, having a story like this is very, very powerful. Alex, I've, I've, I've learned a lot. First of all, one thing that stands out is vision. You're a man of yes. vision. Yeah? From the time you had nothing, you're a man of vision. And it's very clear how you've come to this far in such a short time. I've learned one, upholding values is very important. Yeah? Uh, partnerships, one plus one does not equal, equal two. to two. Yeah, you need more than, you get more than two when you, do, when you partner with people. Then building systems, I love systems. And what you say is very right. You cannot thrive without systems because when you're not around, nothing goes on. Hmm. Now, I'm torn between asking two things, but let me make a strong foundation here. Every business has a foundation. Every business sector has a foundation. And when I look at the legal business, uh, its foundation is God. God appointed judges before I appointed presidents or kings. Yeah? And you represent, I'm going to say it in, you kind of, when you look at the legal system in any country, lawyers represent Christ, yeah? Because when you go to, when you don't follow the law of the nation, you don't understand the law. The lawyers understand the law. And that's why we need Christ. 
I know Pastor Bethel will talk about this as we close. That's why we need Christ because you cannot interpret the law by yourself. It's impossible. So we have Christ for us who not only interpreted but also fulfilled the law. Now, as that is on the side, now people fear lawyers. People run away from lawyers like people run away from Christ. And the reason why people run away from lawyers here is because they have all this, this negative connotation about lawyers. Yeah? And then you find that lots of business people do not access legal services. I don't know if you have a figure. I don't know the figure, but I'm, I'm sure it is very little. I'm not sure. I don't think it's above 10. You have a figure you're going to share with us. Now, what, why do we need you? Like a, a pastor would say, why do we need Christ? Why do businesses need you? Yeah. We've heard about your story, but also I want to hear about your services. Why do lawyers, why do business people and individuals need lawyers? Yeah. I think for me, that's a very good question. Thank you, uh, Pastor Chris. To start with, I normally tell people the only qualification by which Christ is defined in the Bible is advocate. It's true. Have you thought about it? So when you hate lawyers, I agree, you'd be hating Christ. Ooh. But anyway. <laughs> so, so, and, and the reason is simple. The reason is simple, and I think that's where we get it wrong. We think lawyers are there to tell lies on our behalf. Lawyers are there to plead our case. That's the role of an advocate. Plead your case is to give you the opportunity to be represented. The law says even the worst of sinners, like murderers and whatever, are entitled to legal presentation. Did you know that people who commit capital offenses, yeah, where death can be a penalty, are actually entitled to legal representation from the state, from government? Wow. Did you know that? Free legal representation. So you call them state briefs, like the state calls on you to represent and the state will pay. Now you'd think those are guys that don't even deserve anything, mm. right? Now if a murderer deserves a lawyer, how about you who is not? Yeah? Now how about you who is starting a business and you're wondering, this partnership thing that you talked about, these documents that need to be drafted, these are documents that are legal. We're talking about memorandums and articles of association. We're talking about uh, partnership deeds. We're talking about many things. And you hear people talking about my directors, my shareholders. These are things you can't even distinguish. Because they are legal things. They are defined in the law. And if you do them outside the law, ignoratia, non-legis, excusat. I said you have to learn, you have to learn some Latin. Ignorance of the law is not a defense. You'll not come out and say, I did not know when the trouble comes. I'll just give you a very basic example. A friend of mine calls, and this is a big name in the market. If I mention the name, almost all of you would know. He says, I have this business partner who now is asking for his, for a payment, a premium for his 10% stakeholding in my company. This is my company. He has not done anything. He didn't bring anything. I told him, boss, you should have been educated about this to, to know that the moment you give someone stake in a company, it does not matter whether they contributed or not. You've allowed them to come in. And when they are leaving, Oops. it is their property. You pay for it. They can refuse to go. This morning, I just received a message from this gentleman. And he says, I had to pay him off. Guess what? If he had been advised before, I would have told him there's options of financing, which is debt, which is equity, and many of these are the mezzanine debt and many other things that you may not know because that's not your area, right? So mine is to equip you with as much knowledge. In fact, one of the things we do as a law firm is to share content as much as we can, even that is unpaid for. Why? Because we think equipped or informed clients are better than those that are not. Yeah. So when they come to us, they don't come with a biased mind. They come with options because they know. They have an idea, and then we just help them to arrive at the best decision. So for me, not having a lawyer is one of the biggest risks you can take. 
Uh, thank you very much, Alex. And just one more thing before I hand over to Pastor B3. Cost. Uh, people also run away from legal uh, from farms because they think the cost is prohibitive. Yeah? What ideas, what innovations do you have where I'm a startup and I need to access your services? Like the way you started at zero. How do I come to you? How do you help me to move from there? Because it's a reality. I've had startups and engaging a lawyer to register your, your company is a huge cost which you don't have. How do you balance that? You offer professional service and as well as be uh, affordable to the common person. Okay, so there are two approaches. Thank you very much for that. There are two approaches. You could approach a lawyer as an individual or you could think of groups. The reason why we have innovation villages for those that are really doing startups straight from campus and whatever, there's nothing, is because they have a collective bargaining power. So they're able to connect with, with uh, legal aid opportunities or with lawyers that provide services. Right now, I'm in partnership with, uh, I think, two institutions. One is the HEC Institute for Innovation in Law. So that one is about businesses that are innovating around the justice system. And there, the prices are really low because we are supporting them for a cause. Yeah? It's pro bono. Pro bono does not mean for free, by the way. Pro bono means for a cause. So don't come without a cause. <laughs> Guys, you're going to learn. So, <laughs> pro bono. You, you hear Kamara comes to you and we're, says, we're Alex, coming, handle coming. this pro bono. I can't give Kamara pro bono. Yeah. Oh, which One, cause? he can afford. Two, <laughs> I have to identify with the cause, and then I'll give the service, right? <laughs> so, so it's very helpful that we know. But the other thing is we segment clients. So we know that if it's a startup, chances are high the price that will be charged will not be the same as an established businessman like Kamara. So it's, it's going to be segments, and then we'll assess and say we are able to advise at this cost, and then we'll take it on. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alex. Uh, this was a powerful story and funny as well. Over to you, Pastor Bitsu. Wow, you guys. Come on. Let's appreciate Mr. Alex Matovu for such a powerful story. Lots of comments online. Thank you, guys. We feel the love. Yes, yes, yes. So many people are inspired, and they are saying that you're changing the narrative and helping them identify with the future and building for the future. Now, if you're watching today and you've never met Jesus Lord of your life, it's true, he is your advocate. He is the one who fights for you. He's the one who makes room for you to the Father. And today he is inviting you into relationship with him. All these things you're hearing, the passion for the future, the clarity of thinking and mind, the integrity, the values that Alex carries, the foundation is Christ Jesus. And he can give you the same fire. He can give you the same zeal for life if you come into relationship with him. And I want to give you that opportunity right now. It's so easy. All you need to do today is recognize in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord. So I'm going to help you pray a very simple prayer. So just go ahead and pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, simple as it sounds, we know that you are born again. And there's a number running on your screen right now that has pastors behind it waiting to help you understand the decision you've made. It's 0775 Send us a message on that number. We'd like to help connect you to a real family on mission and help you understand what has happened in your life. Once again, thank you so much, Alex, for being here today and inspiring not only the business people, but us as people to dream and to, and to, and to receive what God has for us. We'll see you again at 9 a.m. and at 11.15 a.m. for our special 
Thanksgiving Garage for the month of March. Don't miss it. Join us at all our locations physically. We are meeting and it's vibrant in the house. And of course, you can watch us online with friends and gather. We look forward to seeing you. God bless you. See you next week for another segment of Business Garage. Bye. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.